Well, hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 26. And today what we're going to be talking about is five big mistakes to avoid when selling on Amazon. And I just really wanted to put these out there because these are the mistakes that I see especially new sellers making, but I even see some people that have been selling for a little while. And I get emails a lot that say, hey, Scott, could you take a look at my listing? And I do, and I give them advice, but I really wanted to kind of bring this to the surface without you know giving away certain products for that people are selling and stuff. Obviously, I would always keep that uh, confidential. But I really did want to dig in here, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, all right? Now, before we get started, uh, I just wanted to bring up a couple of things. First off, we did start last episode, I announced that we launched a, a private Facebook group, which has been awesome, okay? And you guys that are in there, you guys are amazing, all right? So uh, if you if you haven't joined that and you wanted to, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash FB. F is in Frank, B is in boy, okay, for Facebook, basically, theamazingseller.com forward slash FB, all right? And what we're doing there is basically just picking up the conversation, okay? It's not just me over there talking because I don't have time all day to be over there, actually. Uh, I created it for you guys to go over there and kind of, you know, carry on the conversation, help each other, share the excitement for when you get a new sample. It's funny, too. We had a couple of uh, members already, and it's only been been live a couple of days, and uh, and we had a couple of, uh, of uh, people that are in the group. Uh, they basically took pictures of their samples, and they called it like... Uh, selfie or sample selfies or something like that right so uh so when they take a a picture of themselves they were you know basically taking a selfie it was kind of funny uh but it was pretty cool and the other thing is is if you are in the group okay uh Take a picture of where you are when you're listening to the podcast. I think that would be awesome to see that. I mean, if you're sitting there, maybe out on your back deck and you're, you know, listening, take a picture. You know, if you're in the car, obviously not driving, uh, you know, take a picture. If you're on a bike ride, take a picture. Uh, I'd love to see where you are or where we are, right? Because, you know, I'm obviously with you. I had a guy that uh, said he was on an eight-hour flight and he listened to me the entire time. Time, which is crazy, right? And I asked him how the flight was. He said it was pretty good. So, uh, but yeah, so just do that. That would be really fun. Uh, so that's over at the Facebook group. Now, uh, if you're just starting and you, you're just finding the show, I set up a nice little resource page for you that you can kind of go back to and uh, and see all of the stuff that I think that you should be looking at the very first thing when you start. And you can find that at theamazingseller.com forward slash start. All right. And before we get diving into this here, I just wanted to again bring up that the iTunes reviews are awesome and I read each and every one of them and uh, the comments, the feedback on the blog, all of that I read and I try to I try to get back to everyone as soon as possible, and it's getting harder and harder, so really bear with me, and if I don't answer your question, uh, I just wanted to apologize, and I'll try to get to it on an episode. If you did want to ask a question or leave me a voicemail, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and I do uh, one show every single week that I answer at least four to five questions, so uh, if you wanted to have yours answered, obviously you got to go over there and ask it. All right. So do that. All right. So with that being said, I just wanted to read one iTunes review uh, and I just wanted to kind of highlight for you and really got me kind of pumped up. So the one I want to read is from Kikes. K-E-I-K-E-S. I probably didn't pronounce it right, but I'm sorry. So uh, it basically, five-star review, fantastic podcast. This was so timely for me as I start the planning process for my Amazon business. I love the step-by-step thought process and the tangents, 
quotes that make sense while trying uh, into the enriching the overall content. I've also been very grateful for the lack of an upsell. Keep up the awesome information and kudos and the audio quality. It also doesn't hurt that you apparently have a a voice made for radio. Wow. And again, I've heard that before and I don't consider myself a radio guy at all, but uh, I've, I've heard that before and Oh, it's a compliment, so thank you. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for the reviews and the feedback over on iTunes. And if you haven't left one, if you could do that, that would be awesome. And hey, who knows, maybe I'll read it on the show. So let's just dive right into this content that I want to share with you today because that's what I've been known for, right? It's kind of like getting right to the meat. And that's what we're going to do. So the very first thing, and I'm, I'm going to, if I had hair, because I don't have a lot of hair, I mean, I cut it short. If I had it, I would grab it and I'd be like, ah, stop doing that, okay? Because the first one is... Is one of the biggest ones that I see a lot of people making. And it's really the fault of a lot of the information that's being pushed out there. All right. And the number one biggest mistake is popular products. Everyone is selling the heat gloves, right? For the barbecue grill or the rubber spatula or the garlic press or the lemon press. Or, I mean, should I keep going? I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? The water bottle. Uh, Everyone is selling the obvious. The minute that someone puts out a research video on how to research a product and they give like three examples, all of a sudden people rush out and they put up listings and they buy the product. And that's the quickest way to not become successful. Now, Could you? Probably if you did a lot of work and you promoted it. But again, you're competing with so many people with the exact same product. So avoid that. Don't look at the popular products that everyone else is promoting, okay? I like to look at it like, are there products selling and are they different, right? Or are they, if you just look at the one page and let's say it's a garlic press and they're all pretty much identical just with a new brand on it, how are you going to compete with that other than trying to add an accessory to it? Or the price is so low, right? And the one that comes to mind, and I'm not going to mention this particular one, but someone had sent uh, a question. And if you're listening, you'll probably know who I'm speaking to, but it, it relates to a lot of different people, right? And I go ahead and I look at the listing and the very first thing I see is everything is the same. I see the item, I see an ebook laying next to it, I see the next picture, uh, the same exact picture that the next listing is using for their second picture pretty much just with their, their logo on it. Everything is almost identical, right? The bullet points are almost identical. The, you know, the the 100% money back guarantee is identical. So everything is identical. It's really hard to compete with that when you have 10, 12 pages deep of everyone promoting the same thing. And I see now everyone's competing on price. So what have we heard in the past? The quickest way to uh, to uh, the quickest race or the quickest way to the bottom is to compete on price. Because everyone's just going to keep pushing the price down and no one's going to make any money, right? So why would you want to go into that? So you really need to do your research and don't fall in love with a product idea. I see that a lot too, where people just, they fall in love with it and they're like, I got to keep pushing it. I got to keep pushing it. No, maybe it's time to call it quits on that and maybe just, or maybe just pause it 
right? Because this is the thing that I do tell people. If you started there, it doesn't mean it's a loss, okay? What you could do is launch another product after you do the research that I that I recommend in episode four, okay? So if you want to check that out, if you haven't, it's at theamazingseller.com forward slash four, uh, or you can head over to the start page, theamazingseller.com forward slash start, and all of that stuff is there. But to really do the research and dig deeper, okay? And what I mean by that is don't look at just the top 100 products. Don't look at the obvious products. Look at other products that could maybe help promote that product, okay? And like we, I'll just use that again because we've been using it, the garlic press, right? So if we have the garlic press, what else do people that buy the garlic press What do they need? What do they want? What do they also purchase? Something that's not so obvious, but something that might be a little accessory. Maybe it's a little mesh bag that you hold garlic in that keeps it fresher. I don't know. I'm just guessing here, right? But you get the idea. Something like that, not necessarily the garlic press. But then what could happen is once you start selling this this other you know, spin-off of this thing or this, this additional thing that you could use with that, now you still have the garlic press sitting there. Well, now people might buy your garlic bag, right? And then they might see that you also offer a garlic press. So now you're going to start getting sales that way. But that wouldn't be my main product anymore. It'd be the other one. So this way here, I can help promote that, okay? So I've got on my little bullet points here for the first big mistake, skip the popular products. Skip them. Okay, if if you are brand new and you're just starting in this game, do not go after the popular products, uh, the ones out there that you see everyone promoting. Okay, it's just you're you're gonna have such a tough time, such a tough time. So do not do that. So, okay, number two is similar to number one, and it's basically look deeper than the number one bestseller. Okay, or you know the top ten. Look deeper than that. Because a lot of people, they'll go into categories, right? They'll go into the kitchen space, let's say, and they'll look at the top 100. And they're like, okay, cool. There's all my products. I, I can pick one of those products. No, you want to look deeper than that, okay? And an easy way to do this a lot of times is look at major brands, let's say. If you go into a major brand, a lot of times they don't really optimize for Amazon. They just have an agency that lists the products on Amazon so they can sell on Amazon, but that's not their primary channel. Um, But they'll have other products that are related to that particular product. Well, that might be a way to get other ideas in that particular market because they've done the research of what their customers buy So now you might find something that might not be as popular on Amazon, but it's still going to get some sales, right? And depending on what you're going after, myself personally, I look for products that that get about 20 sales per day and up. Um, I know some people, and I actually just did an interview with Chris uh, Schaefer, and he's about 10 to 15 a day he'd be happy with. Um, So, you know, and, and again, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be disappointed if I only had 10 or 15 sales a day. If I've done my research right and I get my profit margins to where they need to be and it's on autopilot almost and I got less competition, then yeah, it'd be easier just to roll out three or four more products, okay? And that's kind of what I'm I'm, at, I'm going after here. A little bit more of the low-hanging fruit versus going after you know a product that you know you could sell 100 a day. It's going to be a lot harder to to uh, to get to that point. So look deeper than the than the number one category to go subcategory. Go you know a category three categories deep, right? And then this way here you can find other products that might be in the top three thousand or the top four thousand. Um, now, with that being said, I wanted to bring up on this big mistake number two is you know 
how to look deeper and stuff into these products or go deeper um, because people don't go deep enough is you also want to make sure that there's a demand for the product. And what I mean by that is even though you're going to go deeper, okay, in these in these uh, products that you're researching, you also want to make sure that at least the top five to seven listings are selling that whatever your benchmark is, mine is 20 a day. So I want to make sure that that seventh listing, or let's call it five to make it easy. I want that fifth listing to at least be selling 20 per day. And then from there, maybe the thir- the fourth one is going to sell 30 a day. And then the one, you know, third one is going to sell maybe 40 a day or maybe 30 a day. You know, maybe they're going to be about the same, but I want the, the, the worst one to at least be doing the 20 a day and the top one might be 50 a day or 70 a day. But this way here, I know that I can wiggle my way in there somewhere. Um, especially if I've done the research where I look at the reviews, I look at the BSR and I look at all that stuff that I cover in episode number four. Um, so you just want to make sure that there's a demand for the product. I had someone that just emailed me and said, I think I found a winner, but then we looked at his numbers and you know, the first and the second might've been doing really good, but then it dropped way off, you know, like 80,000 was the fourth, you know, on their BSR, which told me that it was selling maybe one every other day, right? It's not selling hardly any. So it shows you that, you know, the first and second listing is eating up all of the demand. But if you have a product that's, you know, that's, you know, getting a good solid demand for your ratio, your ratio, like I said, would be like, you know, let's say 20 per day. That would be, if you went to the fifth listing down there or on that list, you would see that they're still selling 20 a day. So that would be my benchmark, but that's how you can kind of see the demand for that particular product. I get people too that say, well, if there's not a lot of demand there, or if there's not a lot of um, other people selling that similar product, should I sell it? And my thing is, is, if you don't see, you know, a few of that item being sold and only one, then it doesn't validate that there's a demand for the product. And you may be just trying to enter into a market where there's not enough demand to where you can get to that 20 or 30 per day without, you know, trying to just beat the number one guy um, or girl, um, basically business. Uh, but that's basically it. Okay. So big mistake number two is people don't look deep enough. Okay. At different subcategories. Don't look at just top category stuff. Look at, you know, go deep inside of the sub, sub, sub categories. Okay. All right. So number three, you need enough inventory so you can run promotions and pay-per-click and, and, you know, continue to have constant sales. And what I mean by this, the big mistake is people don't get enough inventory on their first batch. And you know what? You might only be able to get a hundred units or 200 units. Maybe that's all your budget has for you right now. But the thing is, is it's going to be a lot slower. So the big mistake that I see people making is not ordering enough inventory. I think the minimum that you should order is 500. That's my minimum. If at all possible, I would say start with a thousand. Okay. Now here's where that comes into, you know, your price per product, right? Now, if you're looking at a product and it's going to cost you $5 per unit to get it shipped here, okay, and made and all that, everything combined. And you get a thousand units, it's gonna cost you five thousand bucks. But if you can find a product that maybe you can sell for $18.95, which again isn't my sweet spot. I like between 20 and 35. But if you're just starting out and you found a product that was selling at $17.1895, and you could and you can have it produced for two or three dollars getting it sent here, well, you've paid less, so you can probably start with you know, start with that. And then by doing that, let's say it was three dollars a unit. 
Well, now your starting cost for a thousand units is only three thousand dollars. I say only; it's a lot better than five thousand. And now you can take that other two thousand and use it for promotions. You can use it for pay per click. And that way there, you'll start to get that constant sale velocity or sales velocity because I'm also seeing that I didn't put this in here as one of my mistakes, but it kind of goes with this is, is, you know, without having enough inventory, it limits you to your promos. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. I kind of made this mistake myself just recently on my product. Number two, I ordered 500 units. Okay. They were just about five bucks a piece. Okay. So 2,500 bucks. I figured I would test it. Okay. And, uh, what I did is I did the Thomason promotion. I gave away some units that way. And then I just started heavily doing pay-per-click spending money that way. And, uh, you know, I've spent probably a thousand dollars on give on giving some away and by pushing pay-per-click. Uh, but you know, I've gotten myself down to like 250 units. So I went through 250 units, you know, and now I've only got 250 left. It's going to take me 30 days to get another another batch of 500, and so it's going to slow my process down, you see. So I wish I would have ordered 1,000 or at least 750 because now I'm kind of waiting. I'm kind of in limbo because I'm selling between four and seven a day right now without really doing anything other than a little cup, you know, a few campaigns for pay-per-click, which I'm only spending about 10 bucks a day uh, because, again, and I'll go into this in another episode, but the demand for that product wasn't exactly what I had hoped Um, But I will get to my 20 sales per day, I believe. It's just going to take a little bit more time. But I do need to do those promotions. And I don't have the inventory right now to do the promotions. So that's my little dilemma. So I'm, I'm hoping to help you learn from that. So again, it's a slower process if you don't have the inventory. So... Uh, the big mistake on number three is not having enough inventory. Okay, so number four, not focusing on customer feedback or reviews. And I hear people say, I don't even worry about them. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. I'm getting sales. Let me just tell you something. I personally and everyone I talk to say they look at they look at reviews. Not even that they look at their reviews of what they said. They look at the number and they look at the number one has a thousand reviews and the number two has fifty reviews. Which one are you going to pay more attention to? The one with a thousand. Now I'm not saying you have to have a thousand. If you're going up again, and that's why looking at people's reviews, the number of reviews and you know the ratio of you know you know, the, uh, the score, you know, if you're at a 4.5 or a 4.9, you know, it's important to have a higher score too, but you know, your reviews are going to help you convert better. Now there is a little bit of a, I think a max out point where, and Chris Schaefer and I had talked about this on our, uh, on our, uh, conversation that we had on episode number 23. And, uh, we basically talked about it and his thoughts were, if you can break that in half, so if you're competing with someone that has 200, if you got to that 100 review uh, point, there's probably not going to be much of a difference in conversions if you went to 150 reviews, okay? Does that make sense? I mean, it's like, you know, if you have 200, if you're looking at a product and one has 200 and one has 100, you just feel like the one with 100 just hasn't been out as long maybe or maybe hasn't had, you know, uh, as long of a time on the market. So, you don't really, I don't personally, I wouldn't make, it wouldn't make me not want to buy the one with a hundred versus the 200. Now, if one had 500 and one had a hundred, that might be a difference. I might see why the one only has a hundred and the other one has 500. So what he was saying, and I think it makes sense if you can cut that in half. So if one person has, or one listing has 500, you might want to try to get that to 250. And that might be your, your happy point, right? Your point where, you know, you're not going to get a huge jump in conversions if you get to 300, 
Um, so your conversions rate will reflect your reviews, in my opinion. Okay. And that's my opinion only. Okay. Um, I mean, other people have that same opinion, but I'm only speaking for myself. And I do believe that that will help sales. And again, remember, once you get more consistent sales, everything starts to evolve, right? You get the steady sales, they're organic, right? You're going to start getting organic reviews. And we've talked about it in the past on other episodes about, you know, reviews, you know, from these review groups and them getting removed by Amazon. Who cares about that? As long as you're getting, you know, organic reviews, and this is the way to do it. You get better conversions on your listing by having better reviews or higher reviews. That's going to split the difference between your competitors. Um, so that's that. Okay. So I see that people aren't focusing on the feedback or reviews. Now I said feedback. I was just talking about reviews. The feedback I think is important as well. And there's mixed feelings on this, but I go after the feedback first and then the review. And I do that for a few different reasons. And I've spoke about this in uh, in a past episode that could be uh, listened to at uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash email and that'll give you that entire episode but also walks you through my mindset and my I create basically like a filter system for uh, negative reviews to help prevent that and also to kind of snag it so where I can go ahead and then contact that person and try to understand their issue and if I can resolve it, I will. Um, so it's just it's a it's a good thing. But feedback, I believe, it builds up your seller uh, score. So once you start to to get these these you know positive feedbacks going on your your. Uh, your seller account, I believe that that makes your entire, you know, your entire uh, channel for for Amazon for yourself, your your business. It, it helps it rank future products because now you have a rapport with, uh, you know, or a history with Amazon, right? So it's almost like when you have an, a a website and it's been, you know, five years old. It's been out there you have some history, right? And it's the same thing with this. The only nice thing with this is it's history, but it's also um, people saying, yes, this seller is great. They did a great job. And by doing that, I do believe that that gives you a little bit of a bump. But some people disagree with me, but that's just my feeling. So I go after it to get the feedback, which I think is important uh, to build out your channel, to strengthen that, to create a nice base, and then from there, go after the review. Um, so it's a real simple process to do that and you can automate this and that's what I do. And basically, so when someone, uh, you know, basically buys the product, they automatically, it triggers my auto responder through feedback genius, which is then internally going through Amazon's platform. So it's totally within their terms of service. Um, it's just basically automating it through my Amazon sellers account. And then that just automates it. So it's like, it's like a machine, right? A sale is made, it triggers an email, and then it triggers the second email, and then it triggers the third email, and really it just helps the customer uh, know that I'm there, but also uh, at, lets them ask any questions or if they have any issues or any problems. So this way here, we can kind of nip it, and we can also learn about our customer of what we need to do to uh, to make the product even better. So it's going to strengthen your product, strengthen your brand, all right? So Again, I'm not going to go too much more on that, but I did a whole episode on that. But that's uh, that's number four. The big mistake is people aren't focusing on customer feedback or reviews. They're just like, ah, whatever happens, happens. Um, and you know what? If that's working for you, great. But I think you could do better. Um, okay, number five. Okay, and the last one I'm going to talk about today, because there is more, but we're going to talk about this one, is poor listing optimization. 
All right. And I see this a lot. And this is something too that I just want to go back on is when you're picking a product and you're looking at the listings that are ranking already for those keywords, look at the at the optimization. Look at these things that I'm going to mention right here um, that I think are important. And if you see that there's flaws, there's holes in their listing, well, then you're, of course, going to make your listing fill those holes. And it'll stand out, right? I mean, that's what we want to do. We want our listing to be the best it possibly can. So let's go ahead now and just kind of go through quickly what I feel make a great listing. And I've already did an episode on this, on this entire topic. So if you miss that, you're going to want to head over to uh, episode number 22 and you'll find that there. Okay. So let's just kind of go through this quickly. The title, very important. Okay. And the title you're going to want to make, you know, explain exactly what the product is and, and you know, what it can do for them. Uh, now, Amazon is definitely cracking down on stuffing your, you know, keywords and, uh, you know, money back guarantees and all that stuff in the, in the, uh, in the title. So, don't do that, okay? Uh, just make it explain exactly what the product is and who it's for, okay? So that's number one. Number two is images, okay? And your image, you just want to display the exact thing that they're getting, but you need to make sure that it looks professional, okay? Professional images are huge, and a lot of times I'll see people that they'll use just a, a webcam or a, or a digital camera to take pictures, of their of their product, or or they might even use the one from the manufacturer. Okay, and uh, it's not high quality. So the other thing that this does is number one, it looks cheap and it doesn't look good. The other thing is is it will uh, not be zoomable. So what I mean by that is you you notice when you click on an image and then you can kind of hover over top of it, it'll show you a magnified view of the product. So you can kind of look around it, and that's why you want really really clean images, and uh, and you want these to stand out. Okay, and and just be really, really quality. You want your brand name to be visible on these. Uh, and then you can also show someone using your product, which I think is very helpful because then people can imagine themselves using it. So images are huge and a lot of people don't optimize their images. Okay. Um, and the thing is too, some people just put up two images, you know, put up at least five, but I'd like to see you use all of the spots that they give you, but five is minimum in my book. Um, okay. The other thing is, is good bullet points. You want the bullet points to to dis, to describe the benefits, all right? You want and you get five of them, so use all of them. I see people that don't use all five. Um, the other thing is is a description. People will just use like two sentences. I think you get up to over two thousand characters, maybe even more, might even be four thousand characters. Explain in greater detail what those bullet points are. Explain exactly what the product is, what it's going to do for them, the benefits. Uh, you know, the benefits of why yours is is different. You know, so. If you're, if you know that yours has a special fabric, make that known that it has a special fabric. Uh, you know, so really include all of that stuff. You, you, you're allowed to use that. So why not use it? And the more that you put in there naturally, okay, you're speaking about the product. You're also going to have a listing now that's more relevant when people are searching for particular keywords that you might not have even tried to rank for. Okay, so that's really, really important to be relevant, especially when you're doing pay-per-click, because pay-per-click, when you're doing Amazon pay-per-click, they also take in consideration if you're speaking about it in your listing. So maybe it's not in your heading or your title, but it's in your description, and you wanted to rank for a certain keyword, as long as it's in your, in your description, it's going to be relevant. 
Okay, so just keep that in mind. All right, and then uh, the other thing that I do like to to include, and there's probably some mixed feelings about this, and whether they'll they'll crack down on this, but you know, putting a call to action at the bottom of the description, you know, like you know, if you're ready to start pressing garlic like a pro, click the link above or something like that. Um, which I don't know why they would have an issue because you're trying to get them to buy through <laughs> their listing, but who knows? They're, they're going to have their own set of rules. But those are really the main things to having a really good listing. And like I said, I talked in great detail about that in episode number 22. So that is pretty much the five big mistakes. So I'm just going to go over them real quick. We're going to recap them, and then we're going to wrap up this show. So first off, you want to skip the popular products that everyone else is promoting. Don't fall into the trap to see one of these, um, you know, one of these, uh, you know, teachers out there uh, showing you how to find a product, and then while they're showing you this, you automatically think that's a great product. I'm going to go out and do it. Everyone else is going to do the same thing, so don't fall into that trap. All right, so just skip the popular products and don't just look at the top 100. All right, so number two, look deeper than the number one bestsellers. Um, you know, you want to go deeper in the subcategories. Go deep, like really, really go deep. I mean, where you think that, you know, no one else is going to go, go, right? And just, and then just start to look. And you know what? You might get, you might be surprised. You might find ideas off of that thing that you found there that you might not even be going to, to, to look into, but it might give you another idea for another product. Um, and, and again, the second thing here is just make sure there's demand for the product. Okay. Number three. You need enough inventory. Make sure you have enough inventory so this way here you can do promotions, pay-per-click, and you can get those constant sales um, once you start doing these promotional strategies. Number four, not focusing on customer feedback or reviews. You really need to make sure that this is one of your things that you're doing on a daily basis, okay? Always trying to get feedback, get reviews. Obviously, you want it honest, you want it ethical, and you want to do it organically, okay? But in the beginning, you might have to do some of these promotional strategies to build up that review base so this way here you can start getting those organic sales. Number five, poor listing optimization. We just talked about that one in great detail here. You want to make sure that all of that stuff is there. Good title, good images, a good five bullet points, and a good description. Use all of the spots that you possibly can and format it and make it look professional, all right? So those are the five big mistakes that I'm seeing people make right now, and you can avoid them. You don't have to uh, fall into these uh, because you just listen to me and you're not gonna make these mistakes, right? Right? I'm hoping I'm hearing you say yes, okay? So that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode. Again, this is episode number 26. So if you wanted to see the show notes to this, it'll be over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 26. The other thing is I want to remind you about the Facebook private group for the Amazing Seller podcast. You can head over there, and if you're not already a member, it's uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash F. B, F is in Frank, B is in boy, and we can pick up the conversation over there, or you can ask other questions to other members of that group. Uh, it's going to be an awesome group, I can tell you that. And you know what? I said this in the last episode. I'm going to say it again. When you get in there, if you get time and you're listening to the podcast, take a quick picture of yourself listening to the podcast. I'd love to see where you are when you're listening to the podcast. The other thing I want to mention, if you're just starting and you're just tuning in here for the first time or maybe the second episode or whatever, um, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash start and you can get a nice little compiled list of all of the episodes that we've done so far that could help you get started step by step. All right, so that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. 
Thank you again so much for taking the time to listen. If you left an iTunes review already, thank you so much. I'm giving you a great big hug. And uh, if you have not, if you would do that, that would be really, really cool of you. And I would really appreciate it. I read all of them and I, I honestly enjoy reading each and every one of them. I really do appreciate it. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, get out there, build your business wherever it is, move it a little bit closer to where you want to be in this Amazon business. Take care. Talk to you later.